Hello, hello, hello. My name is Nate Rossa, and welcome back to I Just Can't Even With Myself Right Now, my personal pet project podcast where I discuss absolutely anything that comes to mind because limits are for losers, and in my space, we follow the wind. So sit back, tense up, and enjoy NE Unleashed. And as always, live it up, folks, and make it happen. Good morning! <laughs> I don't know why, but... Actually, I do know why, but I feel super excited for this episode. And the reason why, because it just popped into me and I was going, Hey, I should talk about it. And I have the energy to talk about it. And so, why not? Although this could probably go for a lot longer than I would expect it to be. But is you know, the plight of somebody who uses extroverted intuition. And so, with that in mind, as my transitional <laughs> transitions, um, the topic today is extroverted intuition. So, what about extroverted intuition? Like, NE is how the type folks like to call it. And what about NE that's so fascinating or so awesome? What is the truth about NE? How do we strip apart, like, the ridiculousness of NE? Um... There's gonna be there's a lot of things that's going on, and you know what exactly is it, right? So I'm gonna start it off as much as I'm trying to dial down my excitement because that did kind of it did come on to you guys a little too strong that first hit, but so extroverted intuition is the whole idea about it is generating ideas, um, generating or being acutely aware of possibilities, potentials of everything and around them. Um, this could be in the form of what ifs. Like, what if statements, what if questions that kind of pop up a lot? Curiosity t- tends to kind of come up from from any. There's a lot of, uh, it's this constant need to explore. So remember when I talked about introverted intuition in the previous episode, where I talked of it as seeing the, seeing the ocean. So any is a little bit different, well, or quite different. Any sees just the sea in front of them, the sea behind them, the sea on their left, on the right. They see a never-ending horizon of constant just activity of everything and it's always growing it's an expansive function it's divergent in nature so it'll always spread out and i think um people who don't have this as a function either in the top two slots of their stacking tends to kind of see it um tend to find it really confusing and very odd and kind of unbearable which i totally understand that i can definitely come off like that but with an E, like this expansive nature, it's kind of why and how we live, like how I kind of like navigate, navigate through my life. Um, I share this with extrovert sensing, actually, because um, I remember being on, not being, but hopping on a comment section during um, Daniel and Susan's uh, kind of live stream thing. And I was when Daniel was talking about how he likes to go outside and experience the chaos around him. Um, the extra noise is actually calming, if that makes sense. And I totally agree. Like with me, I completely relate to that. Uh, if I wanted to relax, if I wanted to calm down, I wouldn't stay at home. I'm gonna go out and experience uh, the chaos that's going outside. I don't necessarily get super super involved. Let's say like uh, compared to an SE user, but at the same time, I derive my sense of tranquility from it, and my brain starts thinking. So a big example of this is when I'm driving, I like to keep the music on. Sometimes sometimes really loud, sometimes not not so much. Uh, and the reason why I do that is because there's so much any going on in like in my brain right now. 
in, in that moment that it's really, really hard for me to maintain focus uh, onto the road if I don't have something else feeding off of it or taking pieces of it because there's so much already. I do not want an overflow because the overflow will suddenly overflow and leak onto the wrong thing. And if I do that, then of course I, I could get in an accident which is not an ideal at all. So putting on music, turning on the windows, getting all these distractions happening actually serves to get my any to expand itself, to stretch itself very thin so that when it's like that, I don't feel so overwhelmed about what it is I am trying to focus on, which is basically the, the task of driving from point A to point B. I don't know if other ENFPs kind of go through this, but I can definitely say... Uh, as a dominant, as an any dominant, like this is this is kind of how I live. Like this is my life. I see any object and it bursts into potential. So I'm often seeking out, not really seeking out, but I'm just often um, kind of looking at everything as if it could do something else all the time. Um, I remembered back in the original definitions, it's like they draw the what if, the could be's from an object. So if you're looking at a basketball, you're expecting it to be something completely else, or like. I remember making that tweet, the joke tweet about how um, SE would say, well, if it talks like a duck, it looks like a duck, or walks like a duck, then it should be a duck. But then NE would look at it and go, well, it could be a rabbit. And it's literally that completely dis- disconnect from reality. Um, by in, by allowing... It's it's unlike NI, though, by distancing itself from reality. NE's distance from reality is almost like willingness to be open to the possibility of something that's not even likely. And it's and it's fine with that. And I think that's what makes it unbearable and annoying to other people who definitely don't have this as a valued function. Um, it can come off annoying because other people are realists. Other people prefer to not deal with that. You know, like, it sounds like a waste of time to have NE. And I would agree, actually. For the better part of my childhood, it was quite, I would say, interesting growing up because we're very hyper curious super energetic but at the same time we're like really bad practical wise like application wise we're almost like really really dumb (laughs) and unfortunately so so but at the same time you know ne is actually i would argue incredibly useful um and the funny thing is is i'm only saying that now when i'm older once i guess as an ENFP or once things have synergized with the other functions, have anything um, as it matures. I think that any in its infancy is particularly very weak. That's definitely for sure. I really think that there is... It's it's not like NI where it, it has to stop and observe. It doesn't do that. It observes as it moves around, as it swims through the chaos. So for any DOMs, any auxes even... Um, maybe even any tertiaries, y'all flexors out there. Um, when we swim through the chaos, it's we have to. It's We cannot find another way. We cannot utilize another way unless until we use any in order to figure it out. Um, it's unfortunate uh, to some extent because, you know, I do envy SE and NI users in this case because they can just do what they want to do. They let time... Um, when they say let time dictate them, it's more like they let they dictate what when the ha- time needs to happen, like when the moment needs to happen. They need to just like, act and go for it. For us, it's not like that. It's we have to go through time to to learn. We have to go through time. We have to age. Um, we're really not the type of people who who's who are absolutely amazing on the first hit. It's 
it's a thing where we need to take a moment and actually, let's say, consume more. And I remember making videos on YouTube where I actually was like advice for fellow ENFPs, you need to consume more NE. Um, our brains, I would say, are pr- probably naturally predisposed to being vacuums, like being empty spaces. <laughs> That's just going to constantly absorb all this you know, information at a quick pace. Um, and why is that? I think it's because of that whole potential, potential and possible possibility kind of fixation. Um, we are generating the chaos. I would I compared it to the intuitive version of kinesthetic learning, because it's we can't just take a subject and be like, oh yeah, this is the one. I have to go through the subject. I have to go through the pro to create all the problems about the subject. I have to explore every single possibility and then I can finally give you a conclusion of what let's say my opinion is on the subject or what like an educated guess is or what really is my solution even at the end it has to be fully fleshed out um through it and it's it sucks too because I don't even have TI so it's just going to be really difficult for me to to even like settle even because I don't usually sit around long enough to settle um but when I do the moments that I do goodness gracious it's fun it's great but like the moments that i don't it's it's not easy so so like i was saying with um the function or with the function of ne uh to make it more realistic for the folks out there who don't have it yes it's actually a glorified guessing function and i know other enfps and entps might find that kind of offensive or insulting even like what i don't guess i do like a lot of my work i'm like yes but i'm that's you using your or let's Okay, I'm assuming that you're using your, you're synergizing it with your other functions to get to that point. NE as a isolated function is drawing what ifs from an object, which translates into reality as a useless function. That's literally the harshest truth I can drop down from this. And the the sooner you understand that, the sooner it actually starts to all make sense because NE becomes more creative afterwards. And why do I say that? Because I've lived it, you know, as an NE dom, knowing and feeling how kind of hard it is to kind of put in but like put your powers into good use if it comes off and especially as a as a feeler it's like you kind of fit into relationships but you also are like a horrible advice giver at the same time because you don't actually know you're just dropping any bombs hoping that it sticks or in this case any bullets another thing about any versus ni is that we have infinite bullets but we're not necessarily accurate so we shoot thinking it's gonna hit at least once but we have infinite bullets, so we don't have to worry. Like that's why a lot of any any users do not give off the vibe that they're worried. Because why should we? Like why should we be worried when we can constantly keep generating the possibility that it can still work, even if it's one percent, we're still gonna push it. But other types aren't gonna do that. They're gonna focus on that one percent, and they're gonna be like, you know what? It's not likely. Let's not make it happen. And let's say this is going to transition into why I think any can be useful. I've learned that growing up and how I've experienced and, you know, dealing with other types and being more acquainted with other functions in, you know, in, in the form of other people. Um, the NE gets, gets a little bit better, if that makes sense, or gets a lot better because I've had people actually come up and, not physically, of course, but they've commented about how they find my any extremely powerful. Like, they find my guesses kind of oddly, oddly accurate. And that part to me kind of freaks me out because I've convinced myself growing up that I am always going to be wrong because I expect that. 
you know, I put that low expectation on myself so that I can let my any run completely free, let my any run completely wild, and I don't have to worry about anything else about that. But when people start mentioning things like, oh, your any is actually incredibly accurate, like your guesses are on point, and it's gonna me, it has me thinking, how? Why? How does any can become accurate when I'm merely guessing? You know, when I'm merely playing around is how I see it. And the example actually I'm going to say is, for example, the when I did a thread on Twitter called, um, you know, the Elements thread, where I tried to guess your existence, your persona, your personality, using only elements from the Avatar series. You know, the Avatar Last Airbender series, the beloved, beloved series um, about a boy who can use all four elements of water, fire, air, and earth. So... having people like come up and then asking to be typed as such i decided that you know what let's exert some any and let's go for it you know let's look at this person see the potentiality the possibility of who they are and you know apply it to an existing system and what was interesting is that people have been finding it really odd that i've my interpretations tend to be incredibly good and like i compare people to water tribes i've compared them to air tribes fire tribes i'm using words that like i've compared and then people were like, wow, this is strangely accurate. It's like you knew me all along, but you didn't. And the thing is, is of course not. The entire time, and I'm going to be really honest here, I'm guessing. The entire time, I'm guessing. But the accuracy, and I'm doing my little um, invisible air quotes right now, the accuracy of my NE is directly in line with how much I've consumed uh, information in the past. It's directly based on the fact that I have read a lot and i'm not bragging actually it's not really a brag it's not a humble brag either um because i think it's definitely a recommended thing that all any users have to read more like we need to consume all information as quick as possible as much as possible um because if you don't then our reads and again air invisible air quotes won't be relevant and our any abilities will be kind of weakened if that makes sense. Because let's because with us, we kind of have this unique kind of role that we can literally and I know other people from like who who've said this meme about Wikipedia where you're like, you go on Wiki and you can go from butter to you know the war of eighteen twelve to World War Three to the beginning of time to the theory of quantum mechanics and like it just becomes this whole thing and then you can actually end up going back to butter like at the end. So people are like, Oh my goodness, you can do this with Wiki, it's so cool, everything's interconnected. That's literally any though. Like, this is me at in real time. You know, I'm not saying that I'm on Wikipedia in real time, but it's just like, if I look at a person, I can connect that to another dot, to another dot that are two seemingly very um, separate, but they're only connected via, like, one kind of term, like, one little bit, and it's not actually related at all. But I've connected it, and I'm going to connect it again to something else, and it will automatically go back. To people who don't have this as a valid function, I think they get very shocked. They're like, oh, wow, that's like, that's so weird. And it's also very exhausting. Like, it's an exhausting function to keep doing. And the thing is, yes, to you. <laughs> it, it is. But when you live it, like, as an NE Dom, and this is your life growing up, and this is all you've been doing, it's not exhausting at all. This You just get used to it. Like, people who are FE, who can, FE Doms who can't just turn it off, um, who just constantly be absorbing the moods of everybody around them to the point where... It's bothering them when things do seem out of place. I have the kind of a similar thing when my NE, because it's so, I've been using it all my life. I I don't ever have that problem. 
So it's really funny to me when um, things do go out of place uh, with any, because um, I've kind of I've come to this point where I started actually kind of explaining it to another ENFJ, by the way, um, how I like to fill gaps with any, and it's kind of like a weaponized assumption, if that makes sense. And I will explain actually what a weaponized assumption is, and. We, we all kind of understand educated guesses, hypothesis, you know, all those things where or estimations that's based off of really solid foundations. Um, my version of weaponized assumption is a term that I just made up right now. Um, is a reason why I think has my any has become more useful, and why about it is because when you let's say I'm in a room and I don't know anybody. Right? Let's say I'm in a room and nobody in this room I, I know. And they all start talking. And I'm missing context, obviously. They have inside jokes. They have everything going on because they've had more time, way more time than two minutes that I've been standing in that room. Right? So normally, a person would just go up and ask. Right? A normal human being would go up and ask, hey, what you guys are talking about? Let's have a conversation. Which, granted, I will do <laughs> because I ain't against that. But let's weaponize that assumption for a bit with our any using powers. Um, man, I'm sounding like a caricature right now. I don't know if it's the coffee. I actually only sipped the coffee. But back to my little hypo- uh, my little image here. Um, by listening to these people, you start filling in the gaps um, with the context of your own. And you're going to be wrong. Like, let's be 100% wrong, 100% um, accurate here. You are going to be wrong. And I mean true, actually not accurate. Um, but you're going to get real damn close. And the reason why I say you're going to get real damn close is because if you have a type of any user who has consumed so much information, the filling in the gaps thing with your own information becomes really reflex. Like it becomes kind of instinctual. So let's say two people are talking about their relationships. And then one says, oh, well, he left me. And the other one goes, oh, well, that's too bad. Maybe you should try harder. And serious topic, right? You know the mood's pretty serious. But with an any user listening, we're going to start dreaming up possibilities in that moment right away. You know, we're looking at it. Why did he leave her? What happened? Did something go wrong? Did something go right? Why did she mean she had to try harder? Is that because she, you know, was it her personality? Wasn't she, was she not trying? Like, when she said she wasn't trying hard enough, is it a blaming thing? Is it trying to victimize her? But I hope not. But if she is trying to victimize herself, um, has she been missing out on responsibilities that she should be, you know, putting in as a human, as a person of one of two parts of a relationship? Or in his case, has he not been fulfilling his responsibilities of a one of two parts of a relationship? And, you know, we just keep going, right? And by the time, you, you know, you ask me, my mind's still connecting the dots. So when you give me content, let's say this person is my friend and, you know, they were just talking to another friend of theirs and they decided to update me on their life by telling me the same thing that she was t- saying to that friend and, you know, I only got to hear, like, a minute of it. Um, but things start to start making sense. For us as any users, it it doesn't really, like, shock us if we're wrong. I, I don't know about other any users here, but I'm going to say that for myself. It doesn't shock me when I'm wrong because... I'm not looking at the single point of being correct. I'm looking at the possibility. So is the possibility there or not? It's not if the possibility is correct or not. It's it there or not. So when it's there um, and it's validated, I go, oh, well, that's interesting. I'd be like, oh, well, keep going, keep talking. And if I'm correct, then I'm correct. But if I'm not correct, whatever you say is going to be inputted into the database for future reference again. Um, and pretty much that's kind of how like the process is. It's a lot of 
questions that pops in the head, but it's not questions I would say that's like an internal dialogue question because I don't ask myself the question. I'm asking the imaginary person, like version of you, the question, if that makes sense. And a big thing about this, and I was talking about this to an INTJ before, um, me being in any dom and being young and ex- absorbing info at like a, a speed that's absolutely caffeinated <laughs> uh i remember like i would play with toys like i would play with like my mom used to have like a bunch of beanie baby toys and i'd have them all out and i started playing with them and I started giving them problems i started like i wouldn't like to use like the term playing god but i started playing as if they had like marital problems one was having sibling jealousy or sibling rivalry one was going through a divorce one was going um through like relationship troubles one was being lonely for being alone um the other one was you know just struggling with finding a job and the thing is i'm six at this at this point when i'm telling you this story i was like six like excuse me like five or six years old and i'm already you know introducing these issues onto my toys and projecting them so when people would ask me oh what are you playing like with your toys like what's going on oh yeah oh he's having problems with um so liger is having an issue with his marriage to half cat um but it's because black cat was kind of like flirting with her and so that didn't really work out um but then she's dating jaguar who's his brothers and they're kind of like competing amongst each other and then like wolfie their best friend is just kind of like chilling there and he's a little bit lonely because he doesn't have anybody but he has eyes for one of the two cats, so it, it can get really complicated. And then people just kind of look at you weird, like, okay. Usually you play with toys, you hold it up, and you go, oh, well, this one's going to jump off this cliff, and it's going to go into this. And Mia's like, oh, yeah, jumps off the cliff, he shoots blue fire, and then becomes this ultimate being. I, how, right? How do you get to that point? How do you have such an overactive imagination? I've absorbed it from people around me. Um, a little tidbit about me is I was kind of like the raised by the village type during my stint here in, in Canada um, when you when we first emigrated um, I immigrated when I was one year old now my parents um, of course when you I don't know for other immigrate stories out there like both parents have to work so you have to leave your kid at home um, at home a lot so instead they had a lot of friends and these friends who happened to be like responsible adults who came in and had to babysit me so literally I've been babysat by like over 30 people you know at one point and like all these people I I still hold in dear to my heart and they're really close and I'm close with all of them and they all have their families of their own now and I'm basically like the fun uncle of all their kids if that makes sense um but bottom line is each person who came into the house brought their own kind of personality brought things that I observed and let's say even the tv you know I'm watching tv and I get like an issue I see an issue on tv I apply it right away because you know, this is my only source of information. And it's, no, it's not my only source of information. Sorry, I'm, I'm misleading you guys. It's, there are so many multiple sources of information that I'm going to be drawing from. There isn't a single point of info to trust. It's kind of, it's funny because it's almost like a blind trust, if that makes sense. It's an eager kind of blank slate absorption of data that there is no judgment whatsoever and then like becomes an instant application and it just like expresses itself onto whatever medium i'm applying with so like in my teens um my artwork got a little dark and that's because you know teenager right like you live in teenager life your hormones are kicking in you're trying to adjust and everything like that but the additional point of absorbing the personalities of everyone around you who are going through issues that are not your own you start 
you know, projecting them onto the page. And, you know, you start, you know, re- like living it through your artwork, living it through your poetry. And people thought I was a tormented soul, but I wasn't. Because um, I was like, let's say I just saw little Susie on this corner there and she's crying. And I decided to make an artwork about that. You know, like it's it, it just made sense to me to do point A to point B, apply it right away. And then there we go. Now it's out there. And that's kind of it's <laughs> I'm sorry, but like from my NE, it, it's so backed with TE that that's why it's really quick for me. Um, ENTPs, my fellow NE doms, like how do you guys uh, kind of utilize NE? Because with me and I don't know if you guys have listened to this long, but I've, I think I've spouted so many letters and words already. And um, I remember a good friend of mine, Kat, has mentioned, she was like, like, Nate's very any subtype in Socionics. I'm very, like, it's such a, it's so obvious when you meet me that the energy is really loud. And I know it can come off very intimidating, um, especially when you get me talking. Sometimes I don't stop, and it becomes like a monologue. And, you know, like, it, I know it can actually come off rude, I realize, because, it, you know, I'm not letting the other person listen. So that happened to me um, growing up, like, in the adult years, or my young adult years. Let's say late teens, early adults. Um, so I would say that this change has been relatively, still kind of relatively recent, where I learned the value of listening. And I never learned, I never realized how important listening was. I thought it was my, you know, my diligence to spit out as much of my ideas that I can draw from everything and put it on something out there right away. Because, you know, growing up, you realize that you know, projecting it onto a page is, and writing it or drawing it or building it seems to be the sure sign of manifesting things to reality. And then you realize, no, there's still an avenue of reality I still haven't explored. And it was the listening aspect and the continuously absorbing. You know, for a moment, I stopped myself from listening. I stopped myself from opening my brain and absorbing information. So right now when, you know, nowadays when I talk to people, I'm going to give you the hard-on stare. You know, yeah, I'll when I'm talking, I'd probably be pulling my eyes all over the place trying to pull ideas. But when I'm listening, I'm going to try my hardest to look at you directly because I want to be able, the biggest thing that I want from this other person is the information that they have tapped in their brain. I want to grab that. You know, I want I want to consume that. And I can't consume that if I'm talking. You know, if I am talking, I ain't listening then. It's relatively kind of simple. It's very point A, it's very black and white, and that, if that makes sense. Um, and so that's like, I'm going to just take it, you know, like, and the only way I'm going to take it is if I, you know, shut up. Right. So, and it's really cool once applying this and I don't know about other, um, extrovert intuitioners are like listening in and going, Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, it does actually, like it does wonders. And I know other folks are probably rolling their eyes going like, well, you know, you should have learned this before, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not you. You know, like, I'm going through my personal journey. I sound so bitter. I'm sorry, I'm not you. But, I mean, that's the truth, though, right? Like, this is as truth, true as you can get. I'm sorry, I'm not you. And this is my, you know, my personal journey of growth. And I'm sharing what I have learned as experiential or wisdom from experience um, type of thing. And I'm passing it along to other young any users out there. Um, please continually consume like you gotta you gotta continually consume you can't stop um it's a curse to have any but it's also a blessing in disguise uh to to have it as well because it makes you so open like it's so it's it's kind of unreal um so down for anything you know you're always and like i am the type of person where 
getting lost is a way for me to find myself. I don't know how other types probably won't be able to get that. Um, I know my TI cousin ENTPs probably aren't going to be into that. Like, what the heck? Like, what is that? Um, but as an NFP, getting lost to find myself is a very, very solid um, thought process. I know with me, like, most of my biggest discoveries have worked via accidental kind of chanced upon, like, walk-ins. Because I see an alley, or I see, like, a road that seems unfamiliar to me. I'm like, hey, let's go through it. You know, like, what's what's the harm in that? I'm looking at the possibility. (laughs) And granted, I'm also a seven, so you can already imagine that I've rationalized that all the way. You know, all the way. Um, And, like, what's fear? (laughs) So... So that's going to be a little bit of a fun little kick. But yeah, like it's it's definitely something to to say. It's something to um I know I tried to fit it as much as I can about any it's such a it's a function. It's funny because I I say realistic things about it, but I love it. You know, how else do you not, right? This is a part of who you are as a person. I say even with the rest of your dominant functions, you know, even if you're not an any dom, um an SE DOM, an FE DOM, TI, TE, whatever, like, this is your, like, you live this, right? Like, you, that was the first function you latched onto, and now you, you have it. Um, I, like, you, I don't know, this is the whole advice of learn to accept it, and I did, you know, like, once you learn that this is a part of who you are, and that this is the kind of person you, you know, you bring to the table, um, there's a confidence that kind of come out of it, comes out of that, and, I can't deny it in myself as well because what else is there? I can't like I know other NFs um kind of like to use the question of like if you were any other type, what would you be? I actually kind of disagree with that statement or that question because I don't want to be any other type. Um I don't actually know how to be another type. Um I can only fantasize. It's only a fantasy. But the fantasy is not enough. You know, if I if I had lived it, if I had turned off my NE, I feel like I'd still be looking at SE through an NE lens, and it's not enough. I have to look at SE from an SE lens, which is impossible. So I can't be that type, um, and I can't fully understand them, which kind of stimulates this need to consume more, because I'm like, oh, well, I need to interview more SE users and like find out what makes them tick. And the same thing with you know like other types. Like I have to see what makes them tick. I got to keep going and going and going. So I'm, like, confused and intrigued um, again, you know? And it's, it's this loopy, loop-de-loop of information. <laughs> so, you guys, thank you so much for uh, for listening to me babble about any... I, as you can tell, this is uh, the morning because the energy, the vibe is more happier. <laughs> so, with that in mind... Uh, thanks to you guys for tuning in. You know where to find me. I really hope you guys enjoy the rest of your good morning. And we'll touch base again real soon. Thanks. Bye.